Hutchins Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Hutchins Home Learning Podcast. My name is Tali and I'm joined with Felix. Hello. Abby. G'day. Ewan. Hi. Alex. Good afternoon. And Noah. Hi. Today we bring you our second podcast of the Learning From Home series and catch up with Dr. James to see how he's finding teaching from home with his classes. But first off, Alby, how are we finding uh, home learning? I am loving it. I'm getting so much more done and it's just such a nice environment to be in. What about you, Felix? I mean, I'm a bit polar opposite to Alby. I've, I've just, it's, I'm finding it really hard to focus on the work sometimes and it, it becomes a bit of a challenge. Not, can be a bit of a struggle, can't it? You and how are you thinking? <laughs> well, yeah, I'm a bit in between. There's there's definitely good elements to it, but I'm finding that a lot of my days are starting to blend together a bit and you're not, not so much having the nice structure and having breaks between lessons, but more just flowing straight on into each other. So it's, yeah, it's yeah. definitely something that I'm finding challenging. Yeah, it can all just sort of blend into one big mush of you got this set work to do over the week and just do it. Exactly, yeah. Rather than separate classes. Um, what about you, Alex? Uh, like many, I'm getting sick of it now. Uh, I, I miss the human-to-human contact and interaction that school provides. So, Yeah, it can be a bit disappointing. Uh, what about you, Noah? I mean, half of my subjects are practical, like theatre and art, so uh, trying to do them online is quite a struggle. So we did talk last week about how spending time outside of school is quite important for our mental health. What's everyone doing to keep busy? I've picked up a couple of books again that I haven't brought off the bookshelf for quite a long time. When you pair pair the book with a nice hammock in the backyard and it's going nicely. Yeah, a bit of sunshine today as well, isn't it? It is, it is. You know, what have you been doing? Uh, I'm trying to take up a few new hobbies. I've been attempting to teach myself guitar, but it's not going great. I've been doing that too. There are some a blast. There are some good YouTube videos to find, but you got to make sure that you're not, um, I guess, going all off the same dude when you're learning guitar off YouTube. Marty Swartz, is that his name? I can't remember. Yeah, Andy Guitar. Andy Guitar is a good one. All right, what about you, Felix? What you been doing? I mean, bit of bit of the homework. uh, Just got to get some maths done. Uh, Lots of instrument practice. Not trying to learn anything new, but, you know, just keeping the chops up. Brad, you were, Ewan? Uh, I'm kind of taking the opportunity to look into the future because it's not really something that I've often got time to do. So really taking a chance to look at what subjects and stuff I can look at for uni and things like that. It's just a good time to try and figure that stuff out. Another thing we can be doing is the Hutch and Strava group. Um, Ewan, you know a bit about that. Could you fill us in? I do. So it's... Currently got 256 members, which is plenty. Uh, it's open to all of the Hutchins community, including old boys, if you if you guys are listening in. So make sure you get involved in that. There's various challenges going around with prizes up for grabs. I know one of which is a $100 voucher from the Running Edge or a $100 voucher for My Ride Hobart. So make sure you're logging in your activities, doing some running or riding, and hopefully you'll get in for a chance to win those great prizes. Jump in on that. We did talk about uh, how how important fitness is for us to keep last week. So if you haven't listened to that, listen to that now. Felix, we are going to be stuck within our tight-knit family groups uh, for the coming weeks, possibly months. How can we avoid an all-out family war? Well, 
I'm very lucky. There's six of us in the house, but we're all a bit older. So we find it quite easy to like be social with each other and have a laugh. But I, there's times where we're sort of at each other all the time because we're so close together. I think a good idea is to keep socialising with your friends and distract yourself from your family situations. And Yeah, yeah make sure you have like uh, some sort of spot to go to if you're feeling a bit <laughs> stressed within yeah, your family it. group. What about you, Albie? Anything to add to that? Um, well, I love a good bicker every now and again, but um, we've started doing some puzzles and playing board games. I'm the same with that as well. I've been doing lots of Half the time it's amazing, great fun, and the other half it's, ah. So <laughs> I like to come upstairs, relax, do a bit of homework, watch some YouTube, and kind of play a bit of Minecraft occasionally with some friends. Yeah, yeah, of course. What about you, Ewan? Uh, I, I find it good to get the chance to listen to what's going on in their lives because I often don't really get the chance to do that. So it's really good to try and spend some time to help them out with what they've got going on as well. So they kind of appreciate that and that, that kind of steers them away from an all-out war. All right then, Alex, what can we do to prevent this? Dinner time is a daily D-Day in my household. There is five of us and going upstairs for dinner is going into battle. You've got to carefully navigate your way through conversations as to not cause an all-out family war. Um, My brother and I often have opposing views, so it's very important that we sit at opposite ends of the table with our social distancing in, in play and we don't talk about anything that could start a family war. What about you, Noah? Uh, well, like Felix, there's six of us in here. And so I think finding designated spaces is really important. I've been working out in the garage just to get some fresh air and just to be alone when I have to work and such. It's just being respectful of each other's spaces. Yeah, yeah, of course. All right. Does anyone have any motivation as to how we can keep active and motivated throughout the next few weeks or possibly months while we're still learning at home? Well, I think it's just your chance to get out of the house, isn't it? Like, I I reckon it's a time that you'll find a lot of people staying indoors or a lot of people actually spending a lot more time exercising than they normally would. Yeah, yeah. Again, like what we said last week, even if it's just a walk, anything to get you outside of the house so you're not cramping your computer all day. Routine. I find having a good routine is a beneficial way to keep yourself motivated. Having a switch-off time at the end of the day where you can have time for yourself. Yeah, yeah, of course. And just getting straight up rather than staying in bed all day. That's all right. We've got two weeks of staying in bed all day. It's going to be great. Hutchins Podcast. All right, now we have a teacher Q&A. Uh, we have Dr. James here. Um, Noah, do you have any questions for him straight up? Yeah, I do. Uh, Dr. James, how have you transitioned yes, from teaching in person to online? Well, that's, been an, that's a really interesting question, Noah. The, uh, the staff in general haven't, as you know, wouldn't have been ready for this. So we've had to sort of become experts about three hours ahead of all you guys uh, in in doing all this stuff. So for me personally, I guess I'm probably luckiest in that I'm the most ready because um, certainly the year 12 chemistry course that I teach and Ewan is currently studying, I've got that uh, all pre-recorded, pretty much all of it, uh, pre-recorded and up on YouTube for my students. Um, That's called the flipped classroom model and I really like it as a teaching strategy. And it just happens to fit with uh, the coronavirus lockdown situation really, really well. So that's been good. Uh, For the year nine, uh, I teach year eight, nine and 10 as well. 
Um, and so we've had to make a few adjustments. I think in general, the software that we're using uh, is has been good, but it's been a bit challenging in terms of time management, getting on top of that and keeping on top of marking and all the other things that you have to do as a teacher. All right. Thanks for that answer, Dr. James. Oh, um, Dr. James, I've got another question for you. How different is the course in regards to teaching in person compared to online? That's a great question, Albie. And I want to say not not much. Um, certainly the chemistry course, as I just mentioned, because it's mostly online, what we're really uh, sort of lacking is a, a more practical component. But in terms of the theory, the things that are going to be assessed, the things the students are learning uh, and their preparation in the end for the exam, everything's kind of on track for them. Uh, I said at the beginning of the year before we started any of this coronavirus madness uh, that it's not the students versus me in terms of assessments, uh, which maybe you get a feeling it's like that uh, students need to convince me in year eight, nine, and 10, you know, how well they're going. In year 12, year 11 and 12, it's actually um, more of a situation of the students versus the end of year exam. And I'm kind of like the coach on the sidelines. So my job is to prepare the students and get them ready. So the course in terms of getting ready for that exam actually hasn't changed much at all at the pre-tertiary level. Uh, And the students are experiencing pretty much exactly what they'd experience in class with a few minor differences like uh, software packages um, and doing tests online and so on. But really all of that's actually to prepare for the end of year exam and so hasn't changed. The uh, year eight, nine and 10 science students are perhaps uh, a little bit more changes. Theirs is a little bit more... Uh, the, the experiments get integrated a little bit more and there's less of a definite focus on an end-of-year exam. So um, we've had to make a few changes there because obviously they can't do um, many experiments at home and certainly not with my supervision and feedback. Yeah, I guess of building that, how do you actually find teaching practical courses online? Like what are the challenges around that? Yeah, it's interesting. I I obviously only teach science um, and there are different types of practical courses. There's music, which I'm also involved in and and drama and art and and things like that. In science, what I've done, uh, particularly so far already for the year 10 students that I've got, um, I actually asked our lab manager to undertake an experiment and we filmed that from a couple of angles and I edited that Mm. together and was able to, (laughs) sorry, that's my kids in the background, uh, was able to edit that together and present them with an experiment as they would see it through their own eyes. Uh, and I was even a bit sneaky and put in deliberately a couple of um, errors in the experiment. Mm. So we, we didn't do some of it right. And the idea was the students would watch that and notice that and cut that data out and explain why. So I guess science, it's, it's probably one of the easier practical courses to do online. The downside is the students don't, don't get to touch the chemicals and actually handle the stuff and explore it in ways that they would um, in person. But we can still manage something like the experiments that they would do, uh, which I think is really valuable Um, and certainly would be interested in how our uh, teaching colleagues are handling um, art and music and dance and stuff like that because certainly I think they would have some challenges and I know that uh, a lot of thoughts got into how they could continue their courses in a, in a meaningful way and I've heard a lot of great things have come out of that space. Thanks for that Dr. James. Uh, does anybody else have any more questions? I've got one. Um, last week we talked about the different platforms the school has been starting to use 
as a in conjunction with on, online learning. Do you have any preference to platforms? Uh, it's a great question, Alex. Um, I only just discovered Microsoft Teams about a week before you guys were introduced to it, uh, but I really like it. I think uh, I think it's going to be interesting. I'll take your question and change it just a little bit uh, to what's going to happen as we come out of this coronavirus situation because uh, obviously we're going to put in place a lot of mechanisms for dealing with being locked down, but uh, what changes will remain from now to then? What can we do better in this context that we can uh, use to enhance our teaching and learning as we move back into the bricks and mortar model that we all, I think, prefer, but um, we're always interested in how we might do it better. Uh, so is, is that okay that I've changed your question just a little yeah, bit, Yeah, no, that was a really interesting perspective and I haven't really thought about it like that. Yeah, it's it's going to be an adventure. Uh, and like all things, I'm sort of keeping a bit of an interested eye on it and see where we go. Yeah, yeah, I guess just sort of search for the positive that can come out of this um, experience, I guess, for everything. Yeah, that's, that's kind of what teaching is because you never really – finish you're always trying to do it better uh, that's and that's the goal yeah yeah of course uh one final question for you dr james sure uh how do you think that this year and teaching the course online will uh, affect next year's course for your subjects mm, that's interesting uh i think the resources that i'm developing this year not so much for the year 12s because as i said i, I was pretty ready and ideally situated for this for the year 12s and the model that i had is good and i will continue to use it and i guess a bit more time now to develop some resources but otherwise it won't be changed much certainly for year 10 uh that experiment that i talked about that i've pre-recorded i'm absolutely keen to continue using that if someone misses the experimental class they could go through and use that data um i think it changes some of the ways that we can teach. So as a model, it's something I was interested in actually before this happened. It's going to allow me to focus down on exactly what I want the students to do. And if they're all collecting the same data in exactly the same way, we can see the learning that's happening as students take the same starting point that's a little further down the experimental process. And from there, they diverge uh, with their understanding and interests guiding them. So uh, I think it's going to be really powerful. And I, I am excited to be able to develop some of these resources. And I do think there will be a number of things that I take into next year and the years beyond that have um, come out of our experiences this year. Big thank you for coming on today, Dr. James. It's great to get a teacher's perspective in on things. Oh, thanks, you, and it's, uh, it's great to be here. And thank you for inviting me. No worries. One last point for me. Our survey went out to all staff, family members of boys and the boys themselves regarding home learning and what's working well and what can be improved. So if you could please jump online and complete that one. I know Mr. Davies is looking forward to spending his holidays working through those answers. And that's just on Rory, is it, Alex? Yes, Rory, and I believe it was sent to email addresses as well now. All right, thanks. Awesome. Thank you. And that wraps us up for today's podcast, the second of our home learning series. I want to wish you all a happy Easter break and another reminder to make sure you stay home for this Easter and help everyone around you. Even though we are at home, it's still important to make sure you stay connected. Our theme seems to be more important than ever. As I know Dr. McEwen has said and a few others, just make sure you stay connected to your family and to your friends and make sure everyone's staying safe. So that's it from us, guys. Uh, we hope you enjoyed it. 
If you'd like to take part or send us some topics you want us to talk about, please contact podcast at hutchins.taz.edu.au. See ya. Bye. 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 Hutchins Podcast.